Hi, and welcome to Crypto Chats, a podcast that explores cryptids, alien encounters, and ghost stories. This episode was previously recorded for a different type of media, so please ignore all mentions of videos and specific photos. Um, Links to all the photos that are mentioned in this video are in the description. chats today i'm going to talk to you guys about two different cryptids um both from alaska um and both kind of go hand in hand with each other in the sense that they are known to balance each other out um so before i go too far into rambling because i'm feeling that that kind of way today um, i'm just going to go ahead and get started um so we're gonna talk about the kushtika and the yuriuli all right so to kick things off i'm going to talk to you guys about the kushtika first um, the Kushika is a creature that comes from Klinkit lore, um, and it's essentially um, a shape-shifting otter-human hybrid. Um, so in their lore, this creature um, can shape-shift from a human form of any human um, to an otter. There are a lot of legends um, among this tribe that say that um, it can shapeshift into other creatures as it chooses. Um, some of them say that it can just shapeshift into an otter, um, but to be safe, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that it can definitely shapeshift to an otter. That is like the number one thing that it definitely can do is it can shapeshift into an otter. Um, and when I say otter, I mean more of like an otter-human hybrid. Um, so if you were to take what you, what you know about like humanoid cryptids and apply that to an otter-like creature, you would have the Kushika. Um, so the Kushika's whole purpose, um, according to the Klingit people, is that um, it is a creature that is there to keep um, humans from being able um, to reach the afterlife and being able to reach reincarnation. Um, so basically, this creature is kind of just there as like an evil figure to stop people from being able to reach the next level um, of their lives and the afterlife. Um, so the lore basically goes that people um, will be in the woods and you're hearing a baby crying, you're hearing a woman, you hear someone familiar to you's voice, um, a voice that you recognize, whether it be like your mom, a friend of yours, someone in your family. Um, and naturally, I know if I was in the woods and like heard my dad yell to me, I would follow because that's my dad and I'd like to see what he has to say. Um, so these creatures will use their, their shape-shifting powers to mimic um, a familiar voice to somebody um, and kind of lure them towards that area um, where they drown them um, and then save them by um, transforming them into acoustica as well. Um, they're seen a lot of times when people are drowning um, or about to die on the, the edge of death um, for whatever reason, usually water-based, um, so drowning is like the number one. Um, and in that instance, uh, they save these people's lives by um, changing them into a kushika as well, um, which in this 
um, lore prevents that person, again, from being able to be resurrected into something else. Um, so it's definitely not the nicest thing. I mean, in a way you're like, oh, it's trying to save you from dying. That's pretty sweet. But then um, it's kind of taking that, that afterlife and that um, reincarnation away from you. Um, which is not great, that's not very nice. Um, which is the biggest reason why this crypt is known to be a little bit malevolent. Um, over the time there have been a lot of sightings of it um, from the Klingit people um, and from other uh, people native to Alaska in this region that this crypt is known to be seen in. Um, and people have just described it as, you know, being like a seven foot tall otter looking creature, but it's, you know, bipedal and standing seven feet tall. Um, so the Krishika are known kind of to be like a species of people, um, people that have lost their way, people that have drowned and been turned. Um, so it's not just one, it's like a whole bunch of different ones. Um, they're said to make this like really crazy, like guttural whale-like sound when they're not trying to impersonate um, somebody close to you or someone you recognize, which is really scary because I, I imagine, you know, you're in a situation where you're already feeling kind of scared, you know, you're about to drown or, you know, you're somewhere you don't recognize or something and you're lost in the woods and you hear this like really guttural like wailing noise and then you turn your head and it's like your dad or like your brother or something and it's like staring at you like that would scare me very deeply um and at that point i would probably be turned because that's kind of how it goes here so it's definitely interesting because um, the legend with the, the Kushtika, it, it can kind of go both ways. You know, some believe that the Kushtika is a benevolent um, creature just to, you know, be there to like save people from dying and like giving it a chance at a different life um, so that you're not dead. Which, when you look at it that way, you're like, yeah, that is a nice thing to do. Like, I've saved you from dying, that's great. But then a lot of other people see it as like, okay, well, this creature is really just here to kind of rob you of your everlasting life, of your ability to reincarnate. Um, and so, like, when talking to people, it can be phrased as like, it's trying to lure you, it's trying to trick you um, into this this life of being this like shape-shifting creature. Um, it's super interesting. When I looked into it too, I, I did a bunch of research into, you know, how the people of that area deal with it. And like a lot of it is saying that, you know, the only person who can save you from um, that situation is like a shaman of the Klingit tribe. Another thing is that they're said to be afraid of dogs. Um, so a lot of uh, people native to that area will go hunting with their dogs because it's the only way that they know um, that they're not going to run into a kushika is because it's, you know, because they're like, they're afraid of dogs, they're not going to come near you if you have a dog with you, which um, does kind of, for me at least, solidify the theory that they can only shapeshift into otters. Um, because, I don't know, I just, in my brain, it's like, oh, if you don't, if you're afraid of dogs, if you're afraid of, you know, canine creatures, then you wouldn't be able to shapeshift into them and maybe that's why you're scared of them. I don't know. Most of this is just speculation. Most of this is just coming from my own brain. Um, so just keep that in mind as you're <laughs> taking in this information. Um, so as you guys can see, I'm extra rambly today. Um, kind of 
losing my focus a lot and like having a hard time just um, staying on track. So because of that, we're just going to go ahead and move on to the next cryptid. Um, so the next one that I'm talking about is called the Uriuli. Um, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please leave me a comment with the correct pronunciation because I scoured the internet for it and could not find anything other than the way I've been saying it. Um, so let me know if you say it differently, if you have some other words for it, other names, whatever. Let me know in the comments. Um, so this cryptid is commonly called Alaska's Bigfoot, um, has the same general makeup as um, what you would see in a Sasquatch, um, but it is not native to the same areas. It is native to um, the mountains um, and forests of Alaska. Um, so that's pretty cool. I, I generally love any sort of cryptid that like bears resemblance to the Sasquatch. Don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm a very big Sasquatch person. I've got my Sasquatch tattoo. I have my Sasquatch shirt. Shout out to Hayden for this super cool shirt. Um, definitely really like it. Um, so any sort of cryptid that is, you know, any like similar traits or um, physical appearance or anything to a Sasquatch, I'm usually like right there with it. Love to talk about it. Um, and that definitely is the case of the Uriule. Um, so as you can assume with something that's called Alaska's Bigfoot, um, this creature, the Uriule, does share a lot of um, physical similarities to a Sasquatch. Um, it's super interesting. They come in at about 10 feet tall, um, uh, according to like eyewitness reports. Um, and their long shaggy fur um, is a little bit darker. Um, some people see it as black um, and some people see it as like a really um, deep brown color. Um, I guess it depends a little bit on like what time of day you're seeing this creature and where, like what surroundings you've got to it. Um, but all of that is super cool. Um, it shares a lot of the same build as a Sasquatch too. So like big muscular arms and like a very strong looking body. Um, yeah, just very, very, very similar to like what people see um, in Sasquatch sightings, which I'm sure is how it's got its how it got its nickname, um, Alaska's Bigfoot. The Uriuli is often um, referred to as the hairy man too, which I think is like kind of neat, because um, then you know you you get that kind of image of like a really large like humanoid thing walking through the woods with like long shaggy fur and it like matches perfectly with the descriptions that a lot of people give um which is super neat to me um another thing that i think is really cool is that the sound that's reported um that this creature makes is like a really high-pitched wail almost like a loon if you ever heard a loon um it's reported to be like almost identical to a loon just a little bit more higher pitch which is interesting if you haven't heard a loon before you should definitely look up a video of what a loon sounds like um, because it's an absurd sound to come out of a creature that's described to be 10 feet tall and super muscular and really scary but i like it it's like it makes it a little bit less scary to me um because it just makes a ridiculous noise. Um, some of the lore with the Uriuli too is that like, and this is cool to me, I think this is really interesting, um, is that it came about um, because it's essentially transformed children who have been lost in the woods. Um, so kids who go missing in the woods um, transform into this creature um, and get to live out their lives as this um, 10 foot tall cryptid that just, has been reported to steal people's dogs and their fish um, and trash their campsites. 
And I, to me, that sounds like a child's dream, getting to just, like, destroy things with no consequences. So that makes sense in my head, at least. Um, but it's also sweet, too, because they've kind of taken this, this sad moment of, like, oh, like, my child is lost in the woods and kind of turned it into, like, oh, well, that's okay, though, because it'll transform into this, you know, cool creature that will be around um, in place of our child. It's not quite the same. Like, you know, you wish you could have your kid back. This is getting really sad. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, I'm rambling a lot right now, and it's, it's just getting kind of upsetting. Um, so we're gonna move on. Um, there are a lot of, like, solid reports of your Yuli sightings, um, in Alaska, um, and they're super cool. I'm gonna, like, we're gonna go over a couple of them. Um, a lot of Native people, um, Native tribes and, like, people who live out in, like, the Alaskan wilderness report Bigfoot-like creatures um, walking around the woods, which is really cool, and probably the Uriuli, um, and really, like, just a lot of the same um, behavior that would come with a Squatch sighting. I'm just, like, at this point, I'm just kind of convinced that this is just, like, I don't know. Squatch was down here, and then he had some babies, and now they're up here, and... That's how it came to be. So there were a lot of um, sightings that I came across online um, that included talks of like having a picture of footprints that they found or having a picture of the creature itself. Um, and unfortunately, in my research, I found none of those photos. Um, I scoured the internet very hard, left or right, like looked through everything um, and could not find these photos. Um, I think part of it, and I think about this a lot, and I say this a lot, is that, um, you know, they could have been posted and mislabeled as something else so that, you know, when you Google, like, Bigfoot footprints or something, you might be seeing one of these photos that actually came from this separate sighting, um, but, you know, over time has been mislabeled on the internet um, and has been shown as something else. Um, so keep that in mind as I'm reading these sightings. They all talk about um, having some sort of photo or some sort of, like, you know, physical proof of seeing this thing, um, and at least to my knowledge, they're just gone now. Um, so in 1956, we had a fisherman, um, who had spotted a large, um, muscular, 10-foot-tall, shaggy-furred creature walking along a beach, um, in the middle of the night. So, you know, he went back in the morning and found these giant footprints to which he had taken a picture and it no longer exists again. Um, 1982 in Dillingham, um, a hunting guide got a photo of a 10 foot tall creature that he said weighed approximately 750 pounds um, with reddish gray fur um, standing um, on a mountain ridge. Again, photo no longer exists. And then we have 1999, um, along a river, a group of people find a pair of giant um, wedge-shaped footprints in the sand. Um, so the footprints were roughly um, 12 to 14 inches long, um, with three inches deep and about six feet apart. Um, that's super cool because that lines up pretty well with like the stride of like when you see creatures that big, like when you Again, I'll bring it back to Squatch sightings. When you've got Squatch sightings that have footprints involved in them, you can see um, the similarities between, like, the way these people found the footprints, like, 12 to 14 inches long, three feet deep, and 
six feet apart and you can see the similarities in um, how people find Squatch footprints um, or any sort of like big cryptid like this, um, their footprints with the long strides and the large feet footprints and the like deep impressions. Um, so then again in 1999 there was another sighting of um, a black haired creature, um, black shaggy fur um, that stood about 14 feet tall with long arms and, and long legs um, and had the general appearance of an ape. Um, that's interesting to me too because like they're mostly reported to be around 10 feet so something that's suddenly like so much bigger is like super cool and I'm like maybe that's like the head of the pack maybe they travel in packs I don't know like you know I I am not an expert on the Uriuli and like how they behave um, but to have like a sudden jump in height is super cool to me and I'm like what is so different about this one um you know its description matches like what other people have described when seeing these creatures so I'm like why is this one so much bigger why like that's just it's super cool to me you know you could talk about how um maybe they were seeing female um your Yulis previously and then this one was a male because um, there's always some sort of like um, height discrepancy and like weight discrepancy when it comes to um, the genders of the the creatures in question um, but that's really cool that like it jumped from 10 to 14 feet and I'm almost maybe wondering if it was like you know an adolescent versus an adult um, or um, I got again like a female versus a male um, you know, I'll never really know the answer to that one, like for that case specifically, um, which kind of bugs me a lot. Um, but you know, hopefully eventually we'll be able to shine more light on, um, on what that means, um, and what the height differences mean. Um, so while I was doing the research on the Uriuli and it's all, all of its sightings, um, and all of that information, I also decided to look into, um, some information about the type of bears that they have in Alaska um, because again I've talked about this before but one of the most like um, quick assumptions that people make when people start talking about um, cryptid sightings is you know various wildlife like bears, um, moose, um, anything that's like native to that area that could explain why someone's seeing something so big and something so hairy and something so weird like wandering through the woods. Um, so upon like my research into the bears, um, I sat down and actually looked at a map of where um, some of these reported sightings are and a map of where um, Alaska's bear population for grizzly bears, brown bears, and black bears um, all kind of sets up camp um, and where they're known to live. Um, and they're all like hundreds of miles away from each other. Um, black, brown, and grizzly bears just don't live um, in the regions that these uh, cryptid sightings are happening. Um, that doesn't mean that none of it could be bears, like that, you know, I'm not gonna say that it's not possible that a bear came down and was like in the wrong place um, and, you know, was hanging out somewhere where it isn't normally. I'm not gonna say that it's impossible that it could have been a bear, but personally, I think it's really unlikely um, because the biggest the biggest contender for a bear in this um, situation could be a black bear. Um, but black bears just don't get big enough 
to like really explain why people are seeing something that's 10 to 14 feet tall um, on its hind legs walking through the woods. Um, and it also doesn't really describe the ape-like appearance that people are describing when seeing this creature. Um, so I just thought that was interesting because I, I do try to be like pretty thorough with with my research and like really look into um, all the different possibilities. Um, but to me, a bear just seems like a very unlikely explanation for this creature that's like physically um, and like behaviorally so different from a bear. Well, I guess behaviorally it's not that much different because bears do also steal fish and wreck tents. But I digress. I still don't think it's a bear. Um, especially the one that's 14 feet tall. Like, I would cry if I saw a bear that was 14 feet tall. That would be horrifying. It'd be like, well, Bergman's bear is way bigger. That thing is massive. So I don't think it was that. But a bear that big would be very scary. Okay, but yeah, so that's what I have for you guys for today. Um, I apologize for how rambly I was today. Um, but you know what you signed up for in watching my videos. <laughs> so if you enjoyed um, listening to me talk about the Kushtika and the Yuriuli, um, please subscribe, uh, give me a like, um, let me know what you think down in the comments. I would love to hear um, everyone else's theories about these two cryptids um, and what you think they might be um, or any other relevant information I may have missed. Um, definitely would love to hear it. Um, so leave that down below. Um, and yeah, 